Hey, it's Jordan. Delighted to be joined by Eric Al Bloss, uh, South Bend resident, uh, activist there. Uh, you've definitely kept me in the loop uh, what's going on on the ground there. And honestly, I would say uh, you've put out through your social media and other platforms more reporting on the true nature of Mayor Pete Buttigieg uh, than most of the media there. So we, we see the new poll where uh, he is in the front of uh, the Iowa PAC. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about he could heal the wounds of America and bring people together, this and that. Not that much reporting on his actual record in South Bend. You know, a little bit here and there on, obviously, his contentious relationship with the um, uh, black residents, as well as, uh, you know, a police cover-up. But there's other things going on that isn't getting any attention. So I wanted to ask you, uh, obviously, the winter is coming already really cold uh, in the Midwest. And uh, there's been issues before with the homeless in South Bend having places to go. Can you kind of talk about uh, what's going on there now? Uh, and is Pete Buttigieg uh, doing what's necessary to protect uh, public health? No, and this is actually, um, it, it's kind of a pattern with him. Uh, we had the same problem last year during the polar vortex, you might remember. Unfortunately, a couple things happened last year where the the lease didn't come, they didn't apply for the lease for the uh, winter weather amnesty building. Uh, they it was too late to open when we need weather amnesty in South Bend, Indiana. We're about 80 miles southeast of Chicago, so we get all the lake effect snow. It's frigid. We get 18 inches, 20 inches. So it wasn't open in time. So that was the first thing that happened last winter while he was out nationally traveling, um, deciding whether to run for president. Um, when the weather amnesty, amnesty shelter opened, it was too far for the homeless actually to even walk to it. Um, most of those folks stay downtown. Um, so then during the polar vortex, all the citizens and the groups that we have, uh, Clara Ross and many wonderful, loving people pulled together and had to pick these people up and make sure they got to the shelter, um, made sure they had food. It was a huge community um, effort. We had schools would shut down here and the public buses would, a couple of the drivers volunteered their day, took their school buses, rode around, picked up the homeless, and made sure they got to the amnesty shelter. So last year was very frustrating, and it's something he never acknowledged publicly, that we were doing his job for him. Uh, so we would have expected better this year. But again, the weather amnesty shelter is a nighttime shelter. It opens at 7 p.m., and it closes at 7.45 a.m., these folks have nowhere to go for almost 12 hours in frigid weather. Um, not only that, the library, which is in center downtown, which is where they could usually just walk in, use the restroom, warm up, is closed for uh, reconstruction and renovations. So there's no place for these folks to go for almost 12 hours. So people are you know, trying to ask churches to open their doors um, because it gets deadly cold here. And, um, you know, there, one, there was a tent city underneath the viaduct, and that was destroyed by the city, where we had um, folks for the homeless put pallets down so they would be up off the cement for the freezing cold. Um, Pete ran, gave a lot of money for a um, 
a big study on the homeless and then did not take the recommendations at all. Um, and you can research that. So it's been very disappointing that our most marginalized people here in South Bend uh, don't have a voice except for the, you know, just citizens coming together. And it's interesting and kind of alarming because you have somebody running to oversee 330 million people, but you're describing kind of a makeshift citizen effort on a city of 100,000 because the mayor isn't doing the basic things, making sure enough homeless uh, shelters are open, making sure it, it's in easy enough uh, walking distance or there's transportation uh, to get homeless people there uh, without, you know, basically benevolent, kind bus drivers and, and residents. Um, you know, people could die out, out in the cold uh, in, in those kinds of temperatures with the wind chill that you're talking about coming from Chicago. Uh, has, has he ever spoken about this or had to answer for this in South Bend? Well, I know Clara Ross, and she's a every day she's advocating for the homeless. She was able to get them to donate, uh, give out transpo um, bus tickets for the homeless so they can get to the shelters for free. Um, but that's the only thing that we've had accomplished this year, which is not a small thing, but come on, it's city buses. They can at least let the homeless um, take them for free to get warm. Um, it's a big problem. And I think you'll find um, what I try to talk about on social media is that time and time again, Pete tends to have like a blind spot, um, almost a lack of empathy where he's not thinking ahead until a situation arises. And then it's, you know, a lot of publicity, throwing money into studies. But what you see is not a lot of change here. Um, you know, he got voted in by, you know, 8,000 votes. We're a town of over 100,000 people. So we have voter apathy. We have increasing poverty. We have the violence has increased 40% from this time last year, shootings. And so those citizens around the country that are concerned with gun control or answers to gun violence, they're not going to find it from a mayor, um, from South Bend, um, we had a mass shooting here uh, right after Eric Logan was shot and killed by the police. Within a month, we had a mass shooting. I could hear it from my bedroom. Um, and, for those, and for those that don't know, Eric Logan uh, was a black man uh, shot by South Bend police. Um, as far as I know, nothing's really been done about that. No, he did allow or did request um, a special investigator. And we're, you know, of course, the, everyone's trying to be patient with any word, but we've not heard any word on on the uh, progress of that investigation, that there was police wrongdoing. And for your folks that don't know, um, the officer that shot Eric Logan did not have his body cam on. And the summer prior, we had paid, I think it was $1.8 million for this body camera um, system for our police for exactly these kinds of reasons. And not only did the officer, you know, kill, uh, shoot Eric Logan, um, him and another responding officer threw Eric Logan in the back of the uh, police patrol car and took him to the hospital, which was like two blocks away instead of allowing for an ambulance to come. So there's a lot of questions um, that you know, and a lot of distrust in our community. And even though Pete has addressed some of that, it's been in response to, instead of proactively um, 
seeing what's coming ahead and addressing. Would you think it's fair to say, because what I'm hearing, you have a mayor, I mean, obviously he's a politician, they're all ambitious, they're all thinking about the next position, but you have a mayor that, mayor of a small city, but basically as early as two years ago, he's preoccupied. He's running for DNC chair. Uh, That didn't work out, but during that period, he starts kind of establishing and paving you know, the road to run for president, it seems, establishing donor networks and, uh, you know, possible staff and an infrastructure two years ago. So if you're running for DNC chair, kind of establishing your infrastructure to run for president three years later, you're not exactly a full-time mayor. You're you're focused on other things. So as a result, you're not really thinking, oh, you know, we got to get everything in place for the winter for the homeless or you know, what's the status of uh, the police uh, body cam um, uh, updating the policy, which I know you put in a freedom of, freedom of information request for. Um, but you are, you know, uh, in the corner of your eye. Oh, how's the downtown gentrification going? Because South Bend, like many other cities, it's basically an economic hunger games. And they're beautifying, you know, 10 to 15 blocks downtown and leaving the, the rest of the city to run. Do you, am I describing this? Am I, am I overplaying it? Or do you feel he's basically been preoccupied with his political ambition? I would say he's been preoccupied, but at the same time, I don't think that would make a difference. Mm. I mean, this is his eighth year. He's about finished with his second term. He's had plenty of time to address these things, but have, have not. And if you look at his record, uh, diversity decreased in his administration. Um, black unemployment rose to 11%. We have 40% of our population here in South Bend is um, black residents who have considerable obstacles ahead of them and in this city uh, we've had the gentrification we've had him you know uh, bulldoze a, a thousand houses in a thousand days and spend his time prettying up the city which is a lot like what republican mayors do um so if you look at his ongoing record it, it's just not uh positive i can tell you for instance uh, the minority and women enterprise board which was created by steve Lucky, who was before Buddha Judge, to increase minority and women business contractors here with the city of South Bend. Um, under Pete Buddha Judge, the last 2.5 years, they never met. And there is an ordinance saying that they're supposed to give quarterly reports to the mayor so he can ensure they're doing their job. Well, out of 1,831 city vendors registered, eight of them were black business owners. 20 of them were women business owners. And we had a budget of 1.9, you know, million dollars that could have been going into these communities, into these small businesses that just got ignored. So there's been many opportunities to uplift our folks here and uh, people just didn't do their jobs. And And we we started uh, the interview talking about basically, you know, the homeless or Mm-hmm. really uh, screwed uh, by lack of shelter. For some reason, a library is deciding to do construction in the heart of the winter. Uh, that is, uh, that library was used for uh, amnesty for the homeless. Uh, can you kind of talk about, um, you know, in San Francisco, in Seattle, in many parts of the country, I mean, the work, the homeless work. I mean, they go out and they're working, but they can't afford a place to live. Uh, is the homeless population, has it become more people that actually work part-time jobs and this and that, but just 
can't afford rent in South Bend, which I'm assuming if they're gentrifying, rent is going up in South Bend. Yeah, it is. And it's uh, it, it's a really sad thing. I mean, you can ask almost anyone who's, who's been a longtime resident in South Bend and, and the homeless, the characteristics of the homeless here has changed. I mean, you have people with degrees, you have folks that have jobs or you know, just had a little bit of obstacle and now they're on the corner. I mean, we have panhandlers here all over the place and you'll hear cops say, well, some of them are tricking you. Well, you're always going to have that. And we do have a homeless center downtown, but it requires, you know, certain requirements to be in. And we have chronic homeless folks that aren't going to enter those kinds of programs, but we still have um, an obligation to their human rights and their dignity and, and make sure we get them warm. And like I said, he spent a lot of money on a lot of experts to give us this homeless report on how when he wanted to tear down Tent City under the viaduct, which they did, but they did that and then didn't implement uh, what the report asked them to do, which was to appoint or create a position within city administration that just um, brought all the different um, nonprofits and shelters together so that we made sure all the gaps were filled. And he chose not, not to do that. Um, in other reports that he's had done um, with these consultants, he asked for no recommendations, you know, so they don't have to feel pressured to follow these. So it, it's this constant trend with Pete that he doesn't, I like to say it, he doesn't like ugly. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's poverty, gun violence, homelessness, um, it gets pushed under the rug um, to make everything kind of look pretty, but the solutions are not ever uh, brought forth. Now, I want to give a big shout out to Regina Williams Preston, Oliver Davis, uh, Jordan Geiger. We have a lot of people that if you see progress here, it's because they have continued to raise their voice and fight for these people. And that's the only reason these things are getting done is because of community pressure. Uh, what I find like such a cognitive dissonance, I, I heard him do an interview recently. I think it was with the, the circus, that, that Showtime show. And he was talking about, no, 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 we can't go back. Uh, he, did, he wasn't really attacking Obama, but he said, we can't go back to normal. Normal didn't work, meaning, you know, the neoliberal Obama era. But everything I'm hearing from Pete Buttigieg, his proposals for, pre for uh, president, everything you're describing mm -hmm. is neoliberal, mm -hmm. is the neoliberal order, is paying lip service with studies and reports and uh, you know, uh, basically a lot of um, branding and a lot of um, public relations, but no teeth behind it. Um, wh what is he proposing on a national, as somebody who knows what he's done and not done uh, in South Bend, what exactly is he proposing that is so different for, quote, his generation? He, he likes to talk about my generation as a millennial. Yeah, I think he feels very proud about being data-driven. But we don't need to be data-driven. We need to be human-driven, right? So you can write policies and procedures, and some of those aren't even correct in the city. But if you're not looking at the human consequence or the results of your 1,000 houses in a 1,000 days, um, then you hurt our most marginalized people. And we've seen that throughout. But what I find is interesting is that Pete Buttigieg has put out this Douglas plan and you might have seen the Intercept report that they had these endorsements of, you know, prominent black leaders in South Carolina, which they did not have. And they used pictures um, 
from Kenya to promote this email. And that's kind of what we're, we're saying is that as much as he's trying to befriend the black community, he's it's not genuine. And he's not going to win that community there. You know, these folks are, you know, no stranger to politicians making promises that are never kept. I mean, they can spot these folks a mile away. Um, so Pete Buttigieg is the very, very last person that should be touting that he knows the plan for black America. I mean, it's, it's a joke. I mean, our black citizens here are suffering greatly and he's throwing money at it. This, you know, the last three-fourths of this year because he's running for president. Um, but he's not had any success. You haven't seen any numbers, whether it's diversity in his administration or the numbers of homeless or um, the uh, violence here. Um, it's not gotten better. And I know you can't speak for all of South Bend because how would you know what other people are asked? But I'm curious. Obviously, there's been national media in South Bend, I mean, as he's risen in the polls. Do, do you get a sense that the national media is inquiring at all or, or in, in depth or asking residents about his record in South Bend, his, you know, these issues? Uh, it seems when I, when I see stuff from reporters in, in South Bend, it's just a lot of fluff. Yeah, there's been a lot of reporters here. I mean, I had Washington Post in my in my living room. We've had ABC, CNN, everyone here, um, and they have highlighted some of the air. You know, of course, the Eric Logan um, situation became very prominent in the national news, and maybe a few other of the items. But no, I mean, I don't know why nobody has printed that our homeless have no daytime winter amnesty in South Bend, Indiana. I mean, um, and that's why I'm talking to you now. I mean, I'm. Um, for all intents and purposes, I, I'm trying to retire from activism and organizing. But if I can use my voice to get folks warm weather stations during the day, well, I have to do that because um, otherwise I'll be helping and I don't mind help. But um, we need the nation to know this because he only has two more months in office in South Bend where we can actually hold him accountable. And I want to mention to um, your viewers that when Eric Logan died in July of this year, um, or June, I think June 26th, um, Blacktivists and Black Lives Matter and Antifa and a bunch of people came together. Eric Logan's family, uh, Tyree Bonds specifically, and, and Eric's mother, they made lists of demands from Pete. And one of those demands was that we have an empty seat on the board of public safety that had been vacant. And they had demanded a citizen be appointed to that seat because the uh, board of public safety is the place where um, they vote on disciplining officers and policies and body cams in the fire department. And right now it was kind of stacked with folks that had retired as career police officers and firemen and have an interest in protecting these entities. Um, he asked for public applications. They got 14. They must not have liked them because then they extended the deadline and they, they got four more apparently. He just appointed this person last week and it's November from July. And this person, while I'm glad it's a woman, because it will be the first woman on the board, she's an employee of the city of South Bend. 
and human resources. And I'm sure she's a lovely person and good hearted and very capable. But the, he had agreed verbally to fill that seat with a citizen who can give voice. And that's how he is. He's kind of sneaky um, because, huh. you, you know, know the, you know, there's a show, right. you know, there's a show, Sneaky Pete. Well, I don't know that, but he's sneaky. I mean, you know, they put it out in the press on a Friday. She'd already been sworn in. They had this great picture with the flag behind her, and it just looked right. And I'm sure many people in our community forgot that in July, he promised that would be a citizen seat. So he's already setting up our community for failure for another fight. And I want to add one more thing. I know I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just wanted to say that... Um, Back in June, I did a public records request to get the body cam policies, and that's kind of my professional policies and procedures are kind of my professional gig. So um, it took them about a week, and they said they, um, that part of my request was not specific enough. And I had asked them for some procedures that were listed on the first page about oversight of the video, who was going to do that, how they were going to be stored, accessed and this kind of thing. So I put in another request um, in August, early August, and got specific. I went procedures A through E of this. And I just wanna tell your viewers that on September 3rd, um, I requested on August 9th. I got this on September 3rd, which is a long time for, for the city um, outside of their scope of um, duration of time. And it says to me that they don't have those policies, that those policies were never created. Um, and that's uh, 424.4A through E of the body cam. And this was for a coordinator to be appointed, which they did have an officer appointed. But um, they ended up sending me a screenshot of his dash, of his software dash, showing that he had the capability to do those things, um, but yet they weren't done. So even though they've been working hard to make these policies better for the community, they've had lots of meetings, um, I'm gonna send that to the um, independent investigator, seeing if the city was liable, culpable, if the officer was liable or culpable for the death of Eric Logan. I mean, these things uh, need to be solid prior to questions of a residence, innocence, guilt, um, wrongful death, manslaughter. Um, so people need to be held accountable. And even though the officer resigned, the chief of police hasn't been fired over this. Uh, what we seek time and time again is that officers that have been involved in racist um, circumstances documented, um, <laughs> they, there is no... Um, consequences. I mean, these gentlemen that were involved in the shooting, they had a list, you know, they got, um, you know, they had a list and it, we don't have the citizen seat to speak for the citizens on the board of public safety. So, um, it, it's just continually disappointing. It's a lot of show and, and not a lot of, uh, resolutions for folks. Two things. It's amazing to me that you were doing more journalistic work than the journalist there, because I'm pretty sure there are no journalists doing what you're describing. Secondly, uh, I, I can't speak for the audience, but I'm, I think they'll agree. Don't don't retire quite yet. We need you in the fight. <laughs> don't don't retire from activism. 
people, it, it, hey, this, this, it, it could burn you out with everything else, being a parent and running your life. But uh, we definitely need, I don't think, a, I think most viewers and hopefully when this gets shared broader would not have known about any of this uh, with, and I would not have known. Uh, unless there are people on the ground informing journalists that, that want to look into this. So thank you very much uh, for taking the time. I'll keep in touch with you, Arakel Blas. Wait. Oh, go ahead. Can I add one thing real quick? Yeah, yeah. Can I, can I ask your viewers that if you um, care about our homeless here and want to lend your voice to our efforts to please email Mayor Pete at southbendin.gov. And please ask him to um, immediately uh, provide uh, warming shelters for our homeless for 24-7. Mayor Thank Pete you. at southbenin.com. Dot gov. Dot gov. Yep. Great. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Jordan. Hope you enjoyed that last video. Hop on over to statuscoup.com where you can sign up for our email list and become a member for as low as 5 to $10 a month. Membership is how we grow. That's statuscoup.com slash join. And remember, join our email list so we can grow the revolution with you. Thank you.